Welcome to Finish Lines and Milestones with Allie Brettnacher. Incredible stories and tales of triumphs with everyday people achieving their goals in fitness. This podcast brought to you by Athlete Bouquets. Celebrate finish lines and milestones of the people that you love by visiting athletebouquets.com. Hello and welcome to episode 41. This is Allie Brettnacher. And I'm recording this at 8 p.m. on Wednesday, January 31st, the night before I leave for Cancun, Mexico. So my suitcase is currently laying open in my closet with all my stuff just everywhere. So after this, I am going to go frantically pack everything I can fit in a carry-on bag for our extended weekend in Cancun. We are going with seven other couples. They're all our our great friends. We did this same group two years ago, same location. This year we're at a different resort. So I'm just ready for some sun. In Indiana, at least it's been, I think I saw the cloudiest January on record or like in 25 years, something crazy. So seasonal depression, man, it is... It's a real thing, and I'm, I'm glad I get some vitamin D and some adult time. Love my girls, but I'm just ready to get away for a few days. So I am scheduling this to go out while I'm gone, and I'm also one of those people who works out on vacation. I don't know if you can relate or if you're one that's like, when I go on vacation, I go on vacation. I don't do anything, uh, but I have a half marathon coming up at the end of February in Vegas. And so I got to keep on my fitness today. I actually ran, I did a long run on the Monon trail in Indy and I did, it was 11 and a half miles. It was a workout that my coach Rachel Sanders programmed for me where it was an eight mile warm up, which is just so funny. And then 10 times I did a 45 second acceleration or stride at like what was it? 7:45 pace with a two-minute jog afterwards. So, and then a f- half a mile cool down. So, all in all, 11 and a half miles, a little over an hour and a half. And I spent the time. I listened to the Rich Roll podcast, which it, I got a recommendation from a previous podcast guest, Michael Hartnagel. And it was just talking about how not to care what people think, which. It's funny, in today's episode, Angelica McMurtry and I actually talk about that during this this conversation, but we also talk about how we met. So she's local. We met, I don't know how long ago in person, but we've been virtual friends for quite some time. We talk about this hilarious reel that we made with her coach uh, and another runner and then my coach. I guess randomly kind of came together because Rachel and I inserted ourselves in the creation process. We talk about the Houston half marathon. Angelica just ran that. We talk about how I refuse to believe that she is 52 years old. That blows my mind. Still does. I don't, I don't know. I might need to see a driver's license, birth certificate, something. We discuss how she started running at age 38 after her having her three boys We talk about running for Ainsley's Angels, which I am doing this year for the Indianapolis Mini Marathon. She did it last year. We talk about her running bucket list, the timeline of her running journey, why we love talking about running so much. We talk about several of the races that she's done, the Air Force Marathon in Ohio, 
talk about Chicago and Berlin she did last year, the Sam Costa Half Marathon, which is local to Indy. It's on March 23rd this year. It's one I've never done, and it's local. And I had no idea that it was in Carmel, so I feel like I've been missing out on that. We talk about how Angelica sings. She used to be part of a pop, hip-hop a cappella group that had a song on the radio called Panay, Panay. And I'm linking that their Instagram page. And she does a little little teaser of singing for me during this. But I put her on the spot. She it was still incredible. We talk about how she loves CrossFit because she sucks at it. I felt like that was really important to point out. Like what a powerful lesson there doing something because you suck at it and you want to get better and learn. We talk about the Monon Pirate Cat. Does anyone know what that is? Because I had no clue. And then we also talk about her experience running the Marine Corps Marathon in a deluge of rain. It's a race that I've done as well. So we talked about that. I really enjoyed finally having the chance to get to know Angelica better. And I know that you will too. Enjoy. Hello. Welcome to Finish Lines and Milestones. Angelica. Hi. How do you say your last name? McMurtry. <laughs> Sure. Okay, this is McMurtry. McMurtry, McMurtry. McMurtry. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like it's spelled. <laughs> it is, yeah. But it's such a long name. My whole name is so long that people are like, An Angelica McMurtry. I've yeah. been called everything. It's fine. <laughs> McMonkey. McMonkey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, Brett Knocker, 11 characters. My poor yeah. kid's trying to learn how to spell it right now. So yeah, it's going to take, take a hot minute. Is it phonetic or no? Brett Knocker. So no. Oh, that's yeah. right. It's like, like N-A-C-H. Yeah. There you go. See? You know. <laughs> and you are run underscore Angelica underscore run yes. on Instagram. Correct. And we first met in person at El Rodeo. Do that's you remember right. that? I totally did. Who was I? Was I eating uh, dinner with like one or two family members? You were I with your remember. sister, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's – oh, my She gosh. was in from out of town, yes. right? Where does she live? California? She lives – all of my family's in California. Okay. Ironically, her husband is from Indiana. That's funny. I know. I know. So she met at work, or she and her husband went, met at work. He's from Indiana, from Bloomington, went to IU. That's so funny. So it's ironic that, you know, when we moved here to Indy, he's like, you guys are moving to my hood. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she was visiting. Oh, when was it? Oh, I have no idea when that was. I can't remember. Was it in the <laughs> I have no clue. The concept of time. I feel like you were in running clothes, um, maybe. I'm always in well, running okay. clothes. <laughs> Fair enough. I know. I guess it's 30 degrees out and you're wearing shorts. Oh, uh, yeah. That's so. always the case. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's right. And, and you were like, you're running, Jolica. It was really weird because, you know, you see somebody out of context in real life and you're like, uh, I know you. <laughs> Where do I know you from? Yeah, yeah. It's cool, though. I've bumped into people that I've met or that I know on Instagram, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's like you. Yeah, I, I have a really bad memory, though. And yeah. so it's hard, especially, like, being at local races, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. someone's like, oh, hey. And I'm like, oh, shit, I know you. Who What's your name? You? I, you know, and then sometimes I just am like, I'm sorry. What's your name? I forget. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm know. like that, people, too. People – People, everyone's in the same boat there, I feel like, unless They're you good. have a very, you know, natural talent for just remembering yeah. everything, which I do not. So, Well, and anytime I'm with Tracy, 
my running coach, they're like, it's Indiana Runner Girl. Oh, like, right. Run a race, which is really cool. I'm like, I'm, with, I'm running with someone famous. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I actually met her in person was at the end. Uh, what what race was that? I think it was the mini marathon. Oh, yeah. And cool. I saw her and I hugged her. And then some guy was like, oh, you're Indiana Runner Girl. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. They like, all know her. Yeah. Everyone knows her. Awesome. It's so It's so great. And you and I met a second time when you guys were making a reel with Tracy. And that was so funny. It was hilarious. But it's a great – I mean, again, it's like a nice – I love our running community and how, you know, we're always out and about. And you just see each other and, you know, it's like we know each other. Yeah. And um, it was hilarious. Well, I'm so glad that you let (laughs) Rachel, my running coach, and I join in on that fun. How did Tracy – Did she tell you, okay, we're going to do something. She didn't tell you what you were going to do. So it's funny because sometimes she'll – her reels are awesome because the the best ones are the ones she doesn't really plan, you know. And she's kind of like, let's just do this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then we'll just kind of figure it on the go. But we were supposed to meet um, with Margot. Um, she she doesn't work with Margot, but Margot reached out. She's like, hey, let's talk logistics about Berlin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and meet for coffee with Tracy. I'm like, yeah, OK, let's do that. And and usually when I meet for cro- for coffee with Tracy or anything in person, she's like, OK, what, what are we going to do? What's <laughs> what our kind real? of video are we going like, to make? Oh, crap. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> OK. But then like a couple of days before, she was like, OK, look at this funny one about the cheese. I'm like, what cheese? Like that is know. just like, yeah. I'm like, how are we gonna do? Like, how, okay, whatever. I'm open. I'll just do whatever. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> She's like the cheese, the cheese, and she brought cheese. And, okay, tell people what the cheese reel was about. Okay, so people were getting nervous about Berlin, and like, there's so many like the weeks before everybody who's training for Berlin is like, oh, it's in kilometers, not miles, and yeah. how do we figure this out? And like the logistics of like. Running a major marathon in, you know, a brand new country, um, just nervousness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was another reel somewhere that was super popular about um, how babies would cry. <laughs> 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 and um, moms would, like, just throw a piece of cheese on their head, and then they'd, like, have this calm rela- reaction, and they're super so relaxed. Funny. And so she's like, let's do this, and, like, tie it in with Berlin. I'm like how are we going to do this? But she's like, oh, yeah, let's just do it. And so then she brought the cheese and, like, figure out, figured out a way. And then when we saw you guys just sipping on some coffee at <laughs> Zing Cafe, we're like, okay, let's do this. I'm pretty sure I, I like, weaseled my way in there. I was I like, oh, it. this is my jam. I it's, would love to do this, please. But it was perfect <laughs> because it was like – and I think it worked out even better that it was, like, the five of us. Yeah, it was, oh, it was so funny. <laughs> I mean, you could have, it's hard, so hard to do without laughing because it's just hilarious trying to get American craft singles to stick on someone's forehead. Oh my God, that, that cheese stank. It was disgusting. Yeah, it was really gross. But hey, any new moms out there who are looking for a way to calm their kid down, try, just try putting a piece of cheese on their forehead. It Apparently it works. it works. I wonder if it works on dogs. They probably just eat my, it. Oh, my dog would catch that yeah. right away. <laughs> Somehow he'd be like, "What are you doing? I'm gonna eat that." We mm-hmm. should put, post that that reel again. I haven't we seen will. it in a while. I'll have to do that. And along the behind, with your yeah, I think Tracy did the behind the scenes, which is I think even funnier than the original one. <laughs> right? Because, <laughs> trying to throw Wait, like the outtakes of how trying. many times you were the one that got the cheese on like 
really good, but you had to like fling it a certain oh, way. I'm pretty. I got Margot in the eye one time, and I <laughs> felt kind of bad about that. Yeah, I didn't. That was the first time I met her, and I'm whipping cheese at her face. <laughs> She's I'm a like, good I'm sport. so sorry, but she like, was a great sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So much fun. So um, thank you for being my guinea pig with video yeah, today. I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Trying. I don't know. I don't know. I got to do something with video, people say. So yeah, here I am. You, yeah. You should definitely put on YouTube and like splice it and figure out. I don't know. I we'll think see. people like watching YouTube. Yeah, maybe. I guess. It's just easier. Yeah. But probably most of your listeners listen while they're running. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. I would think so i don't know but yeah it's good <laughs> i don't know so we'll find out yeah <laughs> maybe three people will watch it right fine it's all whatever good. it's all uh, good. all good so you are fresh off houston the half you yes ran. yes i have not ever done that race um todd oliver who was recently on yes i did, was down there i'm bummed i didn't see him and tasha yeah um there were only two people that i actually knew that were um Gonna, gonna be at the race. Well, from here, yeah. And so, um, you know, it's it's a big race. Um, but it was I highly recommend it. Um, it's one of those things I've always wanted to do it, mm-hmm. but I just you kind of like take a step back with your running goals. Like originally, when I first started running, I was like, I'm gonna run a half marathon in every state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, so I first started in California, which is where I'm from, and then we moved to Indy in 2010. Ran the any mini, and of course. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what everyone duh. does. Everybody does. <laughs> yep. That it was my first. It was my second half marathon. Loved it. Um, and then I was like, oh, I just ran two states. And then the next like two or three years, I popped a couple more states here and there because you know it's so clo- every state. Yeah. Nearby, it's it's not like California where you drive eight hours. You're right. in the same freaking state. state. Yeah. So, but I took a break on this. I think I. I'm at 12. <laughs> so I have a little catching yeah. up to do. Yeah. But I've always wanted to do Houston, and the timing felt right to do it. Um, so it was so fun. It was just like a nice – it was a perfect way to get out of Indy. Yeah. In the in this time, I'm actually – the reason we're – part of the reason we're recording early in the week is because I leave for Mexico <laughs> on Thursday. Okay. So I want to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when this comes out, I will be on a beach. So Wait. Where in Mexico? We're going to Cancun. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with a group of there'll be sixteen of us. Oh, that's right. I thought I yeah. saw that in your story. Oh, it's gonna is be. Is it nuts. like uh like a girls' weekend or no couples? A... Oh, mm-hmm. fine. We did it two years ago. Same group. So we're going back. Is it and... like a resort or? Yeah, all inclusive resort. Oh, so that's so, the best. Yeah, I think that's the best way to go when you're you know international and you don't have to worry or think. Right. Like we're just gonna go there, not not leave. And they actually yeah. ironically have a five k on Friday mornings, <laughs> which is so funny because okay. who knows what the hell that means, but. I know my friend, my friend Ashley, who's going, is one of my best running friends, and okay. so she she got, she found the resort, and so we're we're maybe I don't know. It's you after our first it. night there, though. So it's I'm a like, fu- it's totally fine. It'll be fine because I can sleep all day. I don't have yeah. my kids. <sighs> I know it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So yeah. yeah. So is Berlin the first international race that you've done? It was. It was. It was great. It was awesome because well, let's backtrack. So yeah. I am not a marathon. Like, I've run marathons, but very limited. So Berlin was my sixth. Very limited. Six? <laughs> Get out of here. Well, I mean, I guess well, in the grand scheme, but it's all relative. A lot of well, people would be like, that's a lot. I know, but then it's funny. And again, you shouldn't compare yourself to others because, like, freaking, what was it? How many marathons did Trina run? Oh, Trina's run, like, 100. I don't yeah. know. I'm like, yeah. Just wild. 
crazy. Yeah. You know, I get it. I totally get it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, for me, my, oh, I love the half marathon distance. It's Same. my fave. Yeah. So I've run about, I think Houston was my 36th. I okay. I kind of lost track. But um, Berlin was my sixth. And you know, I got back into marathons in 2018, and I was running them, like, once a year. Okay. So my first marathon was uh, the Monumental in 2013. Okay. It was the be- it was perfect first marathon experience, enough for me to be, like, one wow. and done. I was one and done for five years, and then it wasn't until, like, 2018 that I got that You're urge like, again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a runner, and, yep. you know, it's there's something so – difficult and gratifying about the marathon experience that I mean it just yes. you know yes. how many have you run um I've done seven full marathons oh so I'm just like right ahead of you are you barely. done no um because <laughs> now <laughs> well sorry my husband but Yikes. I know like, excuse me I really want to run one this fall but I I don't know we just gotta Which figure one? out um I don't know I so here's the deal like working with a running coach as you know right having one I've been able to work on my speed. Mm -hmm. And so last year was a year of speed for me, like just working on doing speed work. And so I PR'd in the half as a result. And Rachel sent me a screenshot of what my like VDOT, the app we use, um, the equivalent of what my marathon pace would be and what that time would look like. And I was like, oh, Okay, it was like three. It was like three. It was either like three thirty or three twenty something, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Because my PR is just under four hours. Oh my gosh! And I always kind of, I kind of thought, "Oh, I've ran a sub four. I'm good." But that was, I mean, that was a long time ago. It was before I was married, I believe. And then, you know, so now, like post kids, getting my speed back, I'm kind of like, "Ooh, what what can I do?" And even this morning, I saw. Uh, a post from um, Track Club Babe. Do you mm-hmm. call her? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think her and Tracy know each other. But um, she was saying like, hey, these are the milestones like for right. people who started running later in life. And you're one of you're one of those people too, right? Because you didn't start yeah. running until how old were you when you started? <laughs> I was old, 38. <laughs> Let me, come on, old. I, I wouldn't. I know. I, I can't believe so how old are you now? Oh, my God. Shut up. I'm not going to believe you, whatever you tell me. I'm going to need to see your driver's license. Uh, 52. Yeah, I'm 52. I'm 52. I'm freaking old. No, yeah. I no, am. you're not. Mm-hmm. So this is a funny story. I was, I know. I'm shocked. I know. I'm 52. 52. I was born in 1971. Generation X. Get out of here. You would never, ever know. <laughs> I was having a conversation with my youngest, Cole, who is a freshman at Carmel High School, and he was talking about one of his teachers and how um, he's a fun dude and all that, but he, you know, he has young kids. I'm like, oh, so he's probably, what, in his mid to late 30s or yeah, something, like yeah. a millennial. I'm like, oh, he's so young. He's like, <laughs> Cole's like, he's old. I'm like, right. Okay, say, oh, thanks, Cole. Really cool. Great. That makes me feel awesome. Like, yeah, 38 is young. Wow, 52. <laughs> and you're I've, still running marathons. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel – I it, love it. It's one of those things where I feel I feel good about my age. Like, for a while, I was like, holy fuck. Holy. Yeah. You can say whatever you want. Oh, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's old. But yeah. it's one of those things where I, I feel lucky that yes. I'm old. I yeah. feel lucky that um, I made it. And I'm still here yeah. and I'm hanging out with, you know, 
the 30-year-olds at CrossFit yeah. <laughs> trying, you know, yeah. but it's way better than, you know, being the youngest one in a nursing home. And, you know, I just, yeah. it's hard. It is hard getting old. Um, and just like what your what happens to your body. Mm. Um, so I'm fighting it as much as I can. Yeah. Well, you're doing a good <laughs> job of it so far. Well, I mean, I think for me, running has helped so much, not just the physical part, but mental. Mm. So mm-hmm. I think that is why I keep running is just how it makes me feel. And like, it doesn't matter. Well, originally, like getting into running was to lose the baby fat, right? Like mm. to, like I felt frumpy and low energy. Yeah. And it was so, as you know, mm-hmm. being a mom and like being overwhelmed, it's so freaking hard, you know, just to feel confident about yourself and like, you know, and yeah. then like the changes that your body goes through, like I gained so much weight. I had huge babies. And so like, yeah. I stretch marks and like flabby skin, yep. everything. Um, but the weight came off, but I can continue running just because of the way it made me feel and like uh, not not having that um, or just being able to control like the that moment and being in the moment and it's 100% mental yes for me and that's what i, I come to find the reason why i run is yeah the physical gains are awesome and i love the fact that i have strong legs and mm. i've got you know low resting heart rate and on all those metrics and all you know all the good yeah. stuff and i could maintain and all that but like the like i'm just a way better person when i run <laughs> Same. I'm a much nicer human being. I yell less when I run. Same. And how old are your boys? (laughs) Uh, How old are they? 15, 17, and almost 19. Whoa, fun. I know. (laughs) Teenagers. (laughs) Teenagers. Yeah, I I know I'm going to blink and mine's going to be a teenager. Yes. So how old are your girls? So I have two girls. One is uh, six and the other is two and a half, almost three. So sweet. Yeah. That's yeah, the best. so it's fun, but we're like still in the thick of it. It is. You will get to, it's called the sweet spot of parenting, mm. and it's so sweet and special. So you know you're kind of in, you know the grind, yeah. right? Like when there's diapers and you know, feeding they were both them in and, my bed last night. Yeah, yeah, and just like the, yeah. the normal day to day. Yeah, and just all that. You mm-hmm. know, potty training, all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and just toddler, blah yeah. blah blah, and then. You get to the sweet spot where they're like these awesome little human beings. Yeah. And they've got their own personalities and interests and the questions that they ask. And they're self-sufficient, but they still like you. (laughs) I I pray for that with my girls (laughs) when they become teenagers because I was not I was not very kind to my mom. I think when you're teenagers, I know. Yeah. Well, and then you get to a point where, like, whatever you do or say to them, it doesn't matter. Ooh, yeah, that's going to be that's, tough. Well, and it's it's the truth, though, Allie. Yeah. Like, after a certain age, you've kind of done your work. <laughs> and after – well, it's true. Yeah. Like, by, I don't know, like, age 12, 13, you have, you have less of an influence on yeah, them. Yeah, that's so fair. And they mm. are now, like, figuring out – what their peers mm. like and their peers 
kind of influence them and their yeah. behavior. So you want to make sure that they hang out with good friends yeah, and good people um, because <laughs> it's like – Whatever otherwise, I say to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But it's good. So like that sweet spot. Hold on. So I can't wait. I, I'm, so good. And I love this time too, right? It's like you always want to try to enjoy the time that you're in, right? Not keep it like hoping for, you know, oh, I can't wait for this. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, yeah. try to, I wish time would just slow down so I could. I know. It, I know. It's so, it's so hard though, because yeah. I feel like every stage has its challenges and its strengths. Yes. Um, like we're at the stage where we're slowly being empty nesters. Right. Which is yeah. So, so your oldest is in college. Yeah. Okay. He's a freshman, and then our middle is a junior. Right. Yeah. Um. And there, there have been times over the past couple of years where they're also busy with their different things. That in any given moment, like there will be one or two family members in the house, and so mm-hmm. we would regularly have family dinners, like all the time, and yeah, you know, savor right. that time. But over the past couple of years, it's more rare. So mm-hmm. just take advantage of mm-hmm. that, I guess. It's just, yeah. And teenagers, is it's fun. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Do any of them run? <laughs> they do. Well, they, they all – okay. So I will, I'm happy to say that for whatever reason, I was able to – Coerce? No, I shouldn't say coerce. <laughs> Co- convince them to all run the indie mini. <gasps> they did. Yes, they did. Okay. Oh, that is so great. So oh, yeah, that's yeah. So they run. Amazing. Um, and then two did cross country. Okay. And then one did soccer. So they okay. kind of run. Yeah, yeah. And my husband pl- uh, plays played soccer. So okay. they all. It's not like they can't run. Yeah. Um. So like, when was it? Twenty eighteen. When Jack was in. I think he was in the seventh grade, um, and I was like, I every 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 time I'm training for a race, I just jokingly say, "Hey, does anybody want to run with me? Does anybody <laughs> want to race with me?" Crickets, like yeah. nobody. <laughs> like mom, just run. But one day, I I mean, I kept saying it, and one day Jack was like, "I'll do it," and I ignored it. I was like, "No, you won't," and so I didn't say, and I kept. Anybody want to race the train the Indy Mini with me? He's like, I'll do it. And so I said, Are you sure? Are you serious? He's like, Yeah. So mm. he, we, I put him on a little training and we did it. It was so awesome. Oh, and that's then, so fun. And then the next year, um, Brody was in cross country um, in middle school. And then Cole was in the fourth grade. And they said, I want to do it. So we did it in 2019. But that was the – I don't know if you ran it that year. It rained. I it rained. did, I think. Because I have a streak going. Well-ish. There was one year I missed for the mini. Yeah, so I must have run in 2019. Was, I don't remember. It was horrible. <laughs> I'll have to – yeah. I'll it was rainy, um, but they did it, and they loved it. I got my husband to run it because at that time um, Brody was <laughs> – he was training, but he was complaining the whole time. And Cole wanted to run it faster. And oh, right. So I was yeah, like, that's... let's let's split up. And yep. so I told Rocky, I'm like, you're signing up. <laughs> you're going to run with Brody. <laughs> I'll run with Cole. Yeah. It rained. It was, he. <laughs> they're like, see, guys, isn't this great? This is so much fun. I was like, they're going to kill me. Oh. Yeah. I but... mean, better than like having them do the monumental and have it be like Cold. sleeting or, I... you know, but still. It's always unpredictable. But yeah. I'm just, I'm glad that, you know, he still proceeded to do cross country in middle school, the both of them. And Brody's actually doing cross country in high school. So, That's yeah. Great. 
So it's good. Yeah, that's so good. They're runners. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about for the mini mm. last year. You and Tracy did Ainsley's Angels. Oh, I loved it. And You're I'm signed it. up. Yeah. And so I want to know about that experience. Like, what made you do it? Is it the first time you did it? What was the experience like? You're gonna love it. Ainsley's Angels is such a great organization. I've seen them. You know, being a local runner, and you see the you know the different charities and stuff. And I remember I. Remembered it was during Jack's Indie Mini where I saw Ainsley's Angels. And like there are times when we did the Miler series, the oh, three, okay. the six, the ten. Yep, yep. And I think one of the miles, one of the Ainsley's Angels people was like, hey, you want to push? And it just oh, felt so awesome. Just like cool. temporarily. And then I was like, one day, that's on my running bucket list. I like, I have a running bucket list that has random things that's, Ooh, I like has that. nothing to do with like pace, pace or anything. Yeah, I can like, see. I would, I, I want one. to pace, yeah. I want to pace a half marathon one day. I want, and then I, I want to get a family member to run a race. Check. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then one that was also on my list was to run for Ain- Ainsley's Angels. So I reached out to them actually, I think it was like right around COVID. So the first, and I did only like 5Ks, like local 5Ks with them, which is such a great organization because you meet the families. Uh, and they're just so sweet and fun. Yeah. And then, you know, then we got the email for the, like the the big, the 13.1. And I was like, Tracy, you're doing it with me. <laughs> because it was so – and Justin, we've pushed Justin um, before. Or no, that that was the first time we pushed Justin, and then we did another 5K with Justin. Okay, who's Justin? Um, Justin was the guy in the stroll – in the in – the, Oh, he was your – Yeah, Ainsley. Your angel. Uh, our angel. Yeah. He was our angel. Yeah, Justin okay. was awesome because – he loved 80s music, so we oh, were blessing 80s music. That's fun. It's good to get to know the person mm-hmm. um, and the families. Um, he loves fire trucks. And so, like, right before we saw a fire truck and the firefighter, like, reached out to him, took pictures, and oh, it was, like, the best thing that's really cool. ever. But also just the support that you got from fellow runners. Yes, like, I try to do that. Go like, Team cheer. Justin. Yeah, yeah. I try yeah. to do that when I'm running. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, you're going to love it. I'm excited. It's fun. Yeah. My partner is – actually, she's the one, the Mexico, the one who found the resort. Ashley, she has four children, and she has been stroller running a oh, lot. And so I'm like, help. that's going to help me. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, because I haven't pushed a stroller in a, in a quite a while. So, um, yeah. It was really hard. So I wasn't used to pushing, and then for 13.1 miles. Okay, and so this is – how much of a superstar Tracy is. She, <laughs> she came back from Boston. She was run, I think she ran Boston like a couple of weeks prior to the Indie Mini. Of course. And like I was, I got a PR, a course PR for the Indie Mini with her, with Justin. Wow. For the Ainsley's Angels. It was like a 206. Like, and wow. I don't run fast in the Indy 500 because it's in the so, Indy yeah, Mini it's because so it's so, yeah. yeah so I don't I think my fastest was like I don't know like a 208 or yeah, two yeah. whatever and then I yeah. ran with my boys and that was like two right you're just like yeah close to three hours but <laughs> yep, you know what I mean yeah. like having fun um and I was yeah it was really fun but hard like the turns and going up into uh, the track oh yeah yes that's yeah, yeah pretty steep little hill there yeah 
But she was like, and going down, like trying not down. to let go. <laughs> yeah, you know when you go down to uh-huh. the track and you're like, oh, yeah. God. Like, I can just... imagine you're like holding on for dear life, so you yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Be careful. like get pulled down or whatever. Uh, well, that's no. really cool. I'm so looking forward to it's it. It's super fun. The cool thing is also the fact that you start the race. That will be fun. So you that'll be the... weird. I know. So you see the elites, and then then we start. So capture it, like, if I were you, take turns and, like, capture that because it's so fun to see. Yeah. Just the, the you know, the energy of the start line mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so oh, much fun. I'm so looking You're forward gonna, to it. You're going to, yeah, buy and then buy pink Oh, pink yeah. Gear. <laughs> oh, yeah. You better believe I'm going to, like, make shirts and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's cool. It's fun. Yeah. So, um, so your, what was your first race ever that you ran? So my first race was in 2009. Okay. It was a half marathon. I was never a runner growing up. I was never athletic. And so it was back in California. I was part of a mom's play group um, called Las Madres Willow Glen. It was like a, just a nice support group, which was great for brand new moms, mm-hmm. which I was. There were a couple of runners in the group. I was trying to lose the baby weight and so sick of doing freaking Zumba at the gym. (laughs) Like, this weight is not coming off. And then I think one of the ladies was like, you should go run. I'm like, hell no. (laughs) Like, I am not a runner. But I did because I was like, I'm so sick of trying the same thing and nothing's Mm -hmm. working. And I ran like a mile, a couple of miles, so hard, so slow. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. I hate it. But I kept doing it, and then they found out that I was running, you know, a couple of miles here and there. Like, Angelica, you're running three miles? Oh, gosh, you could train for, like, you know, four the next week, six, up to six. If you can run six miles, you could run nine. And if you run nine miles, this is runner's logic, Uh right? uh Uh-huh, runner math. You can run a half marathon. I'm like, Mm -hmm. get out. You know, I was like, no way. But they somehow, like all runners do, mm. managed to spread that crazy, fanatical, <laughs> twisted, obsessed, <laughs> addicted, passion and pursuit of running a yeah. race. So I did. It was the Silicon Valley Half Marathon, October 2009. Okay. I was nervous. I've never run. And I think I trained to like 10 miles. Mm. No clue. Like, I didn't have a watch. I had nothing. Like, I I wasn't serious about running. I was just trying to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But I did it. I finished it. And, um, you know, at the time, my boys were one, three, and four. Wow. You know, I was, like, right in the middle of, like, just yeah. hardcore crazy Oof. stuff. And that was also right around a crazy time in our lives when we were right – that was right before we moved oh, right. to Indy. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I got a taste of it. And I was like, wow, this is fun. And then when it, we moved to Indy, people, you know, like seeing on TV the ads for the wor- the World's country's largest, yeah. largest half marathon, yeah. just pushing it and how big of a race it was. And so I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and then I got hooked. So, And then what year was the Monumental Marathon that you ran? It was 2013. Oh, that's right. You already yeah, told me Yeah, 2013. That. Okay, so, so like 11 years ago. Okay. And it was it's funny cuz like I never had that on my radar to do a full marathon. You know, I was like super content doing half marathons and I think my 
so my first half was a 223, which okay. I was like, you know, just have fun, finish strong. And again, I'm slow. I'm not a, I'm not like super speedy. Don't tell I'm me. Not, you do. I'm <laughs> slow. You can't. You I just, know, I know, I know. Like, I, yeah. No. So anyways, I, and it's funny because like I get it because like my easy pace is somebody's fast pace. Right. And no matter conversely, what. Conversely, uh-huh. my super fast <laughs> Eight ten pace, eight thirty yeah. pace is like somebody's sexy pace that yeah, they're like right. falling asleep. It's all good, totally all good. However, so the first mar- half marathon is two twenty three. It's like, oh, this is great, blah blah blah. Um, when I came here, I also joined this uh, again mom's mm. fitness group called Stroller Strides. Oh, I've never heard of Stroller that. Strides. I was like, I need to, you know, yeah. build my tribe, make. Or, you know, meet friends and all mm-hmm. that. So I joined Stroller Strides. And we would work out with the kids in the strollers and do stuff like, you know, strength stuff. Yeah. And then I would run on um, the treadmill at, like, one of the gyms. Um, trained for the Indy Mini. And I got, I think it was like a 209. I was like, whoa. whoa. I was like, wow. You know, <sighs> okay, this, like, I'm getting faster. And then that got me thinking about, okay, can I shave more time off? And so then I was in pursuit of a sub two mm-hmm. half marathon, which I ended up getting in 2012. So it took, it took, oh, I forgot which one, like maybe is my 11th or 10th. Oh, yeah, which half? Half yeah, marathon. Yeah. That I did, that was my one goal, to get a sub two, and I was so close so many times. Then I got that in 2012. Okay. And then after that point, I was like, okay, I got that goal. What's next? Yeah. And that's when I think, I was like, oh, okay, maybe a full. So then I, that's when I did the full. And <laughs> what point did you hire Tracy? When did you start working with her? So I found her on Instagram. Wow. And I started, I know, yeah, which was such a blessing, right? Because... I kind of took a break from running, you know, like not hardcore running, but after after my marathon in 2013, I was just more casual about it. And mm-hmm. I ran like like maybe a half marathon once a year, like from 2014 to 2016. And I was doing other stuff working out because I love working out, but I just didn't focus on running. And then I was getting slower again. I was like, this sucks. I missed yeah. that whole thing of being a runner got more serious in 2017 and then I trained for more marathons but I didn't start working with Tracy until 2021. Oh, um, okay. It was during COVID or right before COVID mm-hmm. because I was serious about running that I did my Instagram account. Oh yeah. Cuz I was so tired of talking on and on and on about running to my non-runner friends. Exactly. <laughs> Just yeah, like, everyone's look at like me. okay. My friends have a drinking game that when I say the word marathon, they drink. My husband started it, and I didn't know they were doing it. And then once I caught on, I was so sad because I was like, you don't care about my running. You're just trying to make fun of me. I know. And it's (laughs) It's mean, but I I get it. It's like, yeah, I could – yeah. Go on and talk about it all the time. Well, and it's funny because – I mean, that's why I think these podcasts are great because you get it. Yeah. <laughs> you just talk you just sit, about, about running. It's great. why you want this PR or why this r- mm-hmm. race meant so much to you. Whereas the non runners, they can understand and respect your drive, but mm. they just don't get it. Yeah. And I feel like runners have that mentality. Where mm-hmm. you just know that that is, I guess, I was thinking about this in the shower the other day, you know, what 
what connects runners? Like, what is the one common denominator? Because I feel like a lot of runners have, you know, their their um, slightly addictive personality. <laughs> slightly, <laughs> yeah, like super, super addictive personality. You know, kind of OCD, kind yeah. of quirky, mm-hmm. kind of maybe socially awkward, maybe just, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, but f- one thing. F- but and it's really cool. So many runners are so different right. from their backgrounds, like in age and lifestyle and whatnot. Right? All so vastly different. Yeah. But one thing I do realize is like we're all driven. There's something that is just within us that we can't not run. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're you don't have that mentality, you just don't get it. So we yeah. can keep talking on and on about like, I understand like you want to get a PR, you want to see what you could do for your marathon. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, yeah. you want to keep running, you want to keep your running streak, you want to, you know, get into Boston. Yes. I get it. Like everyone has their own different thing that drives them. And I think that's the cool thing about runners. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So so that so that's why I started the running Instagram account so that I could have an outlet for that. I know. I like, unabashedly be like, let me tell you about my tempo run. Yeah. And everyone's like, cool. How did that feel? Or like, everyone's like, go Angelica, go. Yeah. And you know, it feels so supportive. good. To it's have just supportive. That support. And yeah. you know, people, you'll see like people on Instagram, like if they're peddling their products or whatever, yep. it's, I, I understand that. And it's a platform. Mm-hmm. You use it however you want to use it. Yes. Right. For me, it's specifically, because running has changed my life, I feel like a different person because I'm a runner. And the reason why I got into running was because I'm a mom, which is just so ironic. Like, never in my life would I – if you were to talk to 21-year-old Angelica. <laughs> yeah. Same with me. Yeah. Right? Like, like you're going to be into running marathons and traveling cross-country. I'm like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. No way. Like, no That's way. ridiculous. You know, because yeah. that was never on my radar to be athletic and a runner. Yeah. It's so weird. Same. But here I am. Right. Having a podcast. <laughs> on a podcast part. talking about running. <laughs> yeah. I love I, it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's funny if somebody would have told me that I would left my career in software sales making great money and decided mm-hmm. to, you know, fill my life with just all things running, I would have laughed you know, it's like, oh, you know, I, I knew I'd still be running, perhaps, but, you know, the idea that I would have a business that's running related, I would be on a board that's running related, I'd start a podcast about running. It's literally my life. And, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I think, you know, what COVID kind of showed a lot of people was that what really mattered, right? I mean, it just yes. was like this weird time. And, you know, it helped me find this, this outlet and, you know, the idea that you can create a life doing things that you really love. And of course, I couldn't do that without the support of my husband and my family. But, you know. Right. It's so good. And I think, you know, once you stay true to what matters most to you and you just focus on that, you know, it does work out. And it is it is great to see, you know, people Mm -hmm. just, again, during COVID, like you could either have it 
make you or break you. Yeah, and, um, right. To be able to like, okay, let's let's regroup, mm-hmm. let's reflect, let's figure out what is most important and what you know, what do I need to focus on? Yes. Um, so it's good. Yeah. It is neat. I wanted to ask you about a, a couple other races that you've done. One was. So the 2018 marathon that you did, that was the first marathon that you did after your first marathon in, yes. in 2013. And it was the U.S. Air Force Marathon. Where is that one? Oh, it's in um, Dayton, Ohio. Oh, it's in Ohio. Ohio. You okay. went to school in Ohio, I right? did, okay. yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was like on my quest. I had done the half prior to that. It was okay. like 2011. What made you find the Air Force one? Like, do you have fam- like family in the, in the uh, Air Force? Well, or? my husband is comes from a military family. His okay. dad was a fighter pilot for the Navy. Oh, yeah, he's a badass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of scary. Yeah, You're like oh, right. hello, sir. <laughs> um, so he's like full on into the Navy and military stuff okay. in general. Um, so I had just I don't know. Well, and I I ran the half. I think in 2011, okay. I think I was just, you know, doing a Google search when I was trying to knock out all the different states. Right, okay. Or it's like best half in Ohio, yeah. best half in Kentucky. Like, yeah, so yeah. I, th- I think it was like 2011 when I did the the half. And it was super cool because the finish line was at the hangar. Oh. Um, and you see all the planes. That's it's fun. really cool. Does so, that still go on today? It does. Okay. Yeah. You should run it. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think. I have Ohio. As a state. Oh, yeah, you're on your... I'm, many? like, not officially doing all the states, but Me I have either. a map. So it's kind of like, you know, when I'm thinking about it, like, yeah. I'll get Michigan this year because the Ragnar, which I wanted to Her, oh, recruit you yes. if you are free. Okay, so as a matter <laughs> of fact, <laughs> I want to. And it, so when I... Because okay. when I was working with Tracy, which I love, um, like, I will write down, like, <laughs> type out... It's like a five-page manifesto about my running <laughs> I love that. And like my goals and aspirations, like what I want and, mm-hmm. you know, all of this. And then so this year I did it because I am I felt stuck after Berlin and Chicago. Such a big thing. The, it was such a big really thing big to things. do back-to-back yeah. major marathons, which – Which I need to hear yeah, oh, I know. a lot more about I know. About I feel too. like we're like going over through so many topics because there's it's fine. like – It's totally fine. Yeah. But anyways, for 2024, I was like, okay – I, I signed up for Houston because I want to just get back into half. I want to always be half marathon ready shape. But mm-hmm. then I want something big. I want something different. I I need a new goal. I knew mm. I, I knew that Berlin and Chicago was awesome. And I had no idea. Having that feeling of not knowing if you could pull it off. Yeah. Because yes. you've never done it before. Yes. Yeah. Because I've done half marathons, which is great. I could work on continuing getting PR, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, marathon distance is very hard and arduous and a different beast. And there's so many things you can improve on. And yes, I'm kind of burnt out. I'm kind of I want to take a break from. Well, a I could full, see that after yeah, doing right? two back, back to back for and sure. just mentally thinking all about twenty six point two. Yeah, um, but I love that. I think it's just a twisted um, way of just pushing yourself mm-hmm. and wondering, is it possible? Right. And so I, I think for the longest time after Chicago, I was just, I was just open. I'm like, what if I do a trail marathon or what if I do an, an ultra or what yeah. if I do a rag do something that's totally different. different. So, yeah. And so then when I wrote Tracy, I was like, I think I want to do a Ragnar 
Ellie, <laughs> <laughs> Ellie mentioned a Ragnar in September or yeah. something like that. <laughs> she was like, oh, I said, I think, and I also want to sign up for a 50K. I just don't know where. And what about this? And what about that? And what about the fall? And oh. in preparation for 2025, if I want to get, I, yeah, yeah, so I that's was like so just fun. writing it. Yeah. And then she's yeah. like, Let's work on one thing. Let's go to Houston first. first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because Houston was like a first a first race. Yeah. And then I'm going to be doing Sam Costa, a local race. Which but we need to talk about because I've never done that one. Then It's like one time. of the only Indiana ones that I haven't done. You should do it. It's when a, is it? March. Oh, I should, I should know this. March 24th. Well, yeah. Oh, I would Google it, but my phone's over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Look it up because... Well, uh, we need to yeah. shout out the race, too, for uh, anyone for local who's sure. listening. It is Indiana's oldest half marathon. Oh. So that, just an FYI, it is the 20, oh, wait. <laughs> I March. should find this. You should probably take a break. I feel like I should know, too, but I don't know. But it's March. Okay, so it's before Carmel. Saturday, March 23rd. 23rd. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any... Plans that I know of off the top of my head it's, on that day. It's an interesting time because it's right. It it's hard though because you compete you with. Co- I mean, there's just there's a lot. Yeah, there's so yeah. much, and it's hard. Which but is great to have so many options as a local. Is. But it's also hard, yeah, as a race to compete, especially when a lot of the runners you're targeting are up in Indy. Mm-hmm. And where is this race? This is in Carmel. Sam Costa? No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm so surprised you don't know about Sam Costa. We're not doing a good job about marketing, which well, it's hard. I know. but I, I thought <sighs> for some reason it was in southern Indiana. <laughs> That's so weird. Just in my brain somewhere, I thought it wasn't in Indy. It's in Carmel. It's, it's in, in the Carmel. Northview Church. It's so local. It's so easy. It's so fun. Okay. It's well, a runner's it a race. Easier. It's a runner's race. It's a runner's race put out by runners. For the love of running. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds right up my so, alley. <laughs> I know. But the interesting thing is that it's the weather is unforgiving. Oh, and right. So March. It is it's like who knows? Crazy. And I, I think know. that's what brings the the crazy hardcore runners yeah. who will just do it in the sleet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's for serious runners. It, like for runners who are trying to, you know, or who are prepping for Boston and right. so they need a half marathon race distance to yep. get into practice in hard conditions. Yeah. Um, it's for the Ironman triathletes who just, oh, this is my training run. Right. And you will see that. Well, it's a ton. I, I actually, once I started yeah, doing, well, no, when was it? No, I never did races as training runs until New York in 2018. That's when, when I was training, I didn't really yeah. have anybody I was training with. My friend Ashley was doing it as well, but she was training at a much faster pace than I was. And so it was hard for us to sync up for runs. And so I used a few local races as training runs where I would tack on miles before or after even. That's the best way to do it. But that was so nice because then you have company. (laughs) I know. And you don't have to worry about a route. Yeah. And you could just have support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So you are – so you work behind the scenes with them. What do you do for them? I am on the board of Indie Runners. Okay. So – and what – Sam Costa is the race that Indie Runners – Hosts. Organized, yeah. Oh, and okay. Hosts, basically. I feel like I know nothing about I know. this. This is well, bad. Well, it's one of those things where, okay, so I love the indie runners running community. Yes. But it's a 100% voluntary organization. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
people give what they can of their time. Yeah. But, you know, we all have other obligations, family, life, work. So you just kind of do what you can. But it is a great organization um, with, you know, runners, people who are passionate about running, and specifically the running community. Mm. Um, And the history behind Sam Costa is there was this guy named Sam Costa (laughs) back in the day (laughs) would run all the time. He would come from Chicago. I hope I'm telling the story correctly. Well, I don't know. Um, (laughs) Maybe we'll have to just (laughs) put a link. But um, like they made a race um, in honor of him. Um, he died, hmm. and um, he was a detective in from Chicago, which is why the logo is this cool kind of like Sherlock Bones, like a de- detective huh. okay. guy. Um, and it's been put on for decades even. Wow. Um, for the love of running. And people would come from all over. This is back in the day to yeah. run this half marathon race. And um, like the serious runners, mm-hmm. they would – drive hours just to run this race and it's a bare bones race like we just want to make it entirely like a good race experience have parking easy mm-hmm. there's a place where you can warm up like the so does it start at Northview then mm-hmm. you like park there yes and so it's super easy it's not like a big race where you're like walking where am I gonna park it's so like, yeah yeah they make it really easy for the runners and like say you signed up for the quarter marathon and you want to do the half, you could, it's, it's just easy. easy. It's really easy. But one of the cool things that I love about the race is this is really interesting. So they have t-shirts. If you win your age group, you, your name gets put on. Oh, I think I've seen that. So Tracy, that's where I've seen it. She got masters or, or, you know, first her age group. Yeah. So she's going to be on the shirt. She was on the shirt forever. Yeah. Yeah, so like the 2021 shirt or the 2022 shirt. Oh, so it's kind cool. of a cool, fun nod to the fast runners. They put the winners up, and huh. then the next year you get your shirt. That's so cool. it kind of encourages you. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get the shirt. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the shirt. So. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> my mo typically is, especially in the fall, is just to do all the races. Well, I and, know. In, and in the spring, so I'll do all the halves that are around, like Carmel and the mm-hmm. Mini and. Um, Geist used to be. And so now, yeah. yeah, in the fall, I do Geist, the Indie Women's Running Festival. So fun. Monumental. Like, there's just, there are, there's a lot. Zionsville. Mm-hmm. There's a lot here now, which is great. But it yeah, is. it's hard. It's hard to, like, pick compete. and choose. But at the same time, if you can find, if you find the marathoners, right, that are training that just, that need the miles and want the company, it's sounds like a great opportunity. Yeah, I feel like the races, there are a lot. And it's a challenge for the race, the race organizations to continue putting it out and getting, you know, the right amount of people. Mm -hmm. And they have, you know, there's everything from 5Ks to 10Ks and all Mm -hmm. these fun themed ones, Mm -hmm. right? And you'll get the serious runner to the, you know, couch to 5K type of person. So you just have to, I don't know, be selective. And as a runner, figure out what works for you. There's a lot of options and yeah, it's nice. It's it's good option for people yeah. who like to do it all or who want to just check check one. Are there pacing teams for yeah, Sam Costa? For, yeah. No, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, no. That's another thing. Well, my husband, because I'm like you know signing up for all these races and they're not cheap, is like, well, why don't you? Why don't you pace, pace. <laughs> so that you don't have to pay the race entry fee and do that? And I, I hadn't Smart. really ever thought about that, and I'm like, oh, so that is something that is. 
probably you yeah. could consider on my bucket list too. Just the difference. Like I unofficially paced the Indiana Women's Running Festival so with Christy, and it was her first time pacing. And I really enjoyed that experience. It just was there's there wasn't pressure on me because it was pressure on yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I I think that that would be fun. I yeah. agree. I want to do that too, especially. I think there were a couple of races that I ran with pacers. Um, and it is it is a tremendous responsibility. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like listening to Todd on the podcast yeah, when yeah. he would talk about how, you know, he was he would be the pacer and then just randomly like a dude would show up and say, Hey, thank you for you know, I, I got a PR and he's yeah. like, I Didn't never even, even know you were there. to you. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it is it's cool. It's so cool. I wanna do that for the half marathon. Well I day. think well Rachel told I know. me Carmel's looking for two twenty pacer. I know. Well yeah. okay, so actually I was going because she reached out to me. I was like, oh, I don't really want to do what I do. However, I'm not gonna be I'm gonna be out of town. I'm actually singing <laughs> I'm at a singing gig that weekend uh-huh. for you still sings. I know. So I guess that's how we could tie in. Um, yeah. Let's make a song about running. <laughs> <laughs> I love to run. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So, okay. Let's, let's just, yeah, yeah let's take a, take a tangent here and let's talk about singing because it's a wild tangent. I didn't know that about you until I did some digging. And then I saw that and thought, oh my gosh, you used to tour country, world, Bold? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So I, I'm, I minored in music. I, I was oh. a couple of classes shy of a double major. I majored in psychology, also. Okay. In college, but I was in, you know, I was like a choir geek in high school. <laughs> I did the musicals and played piano, um, all of that, and um, so then I got into music um, in college. So I was able to sing in a choir. Um, like in Germany and in cool. England and all that for for choir stuff, wow. but then I also joined a group in college, well, and it was a- like a pop R and B a cappella four girl singing group called Panay. Um, what does that mean? Panay. So we got together for an end of the year banquet for the Filipino American Alliance, which is one of the clubs at Berkeley. Mm. I went to Berkeley, and so coincidentally, we're all Filipino, and Panay is the colloquial term for Filipino lady. Oh. Like, it's like a term for, you know, okay. Panay. You're Panay or Panoy. And back when we started getting, and we're like, oh, let's just, si- let's just sing a couple of songs for the end of the year banquet for this club. Okay. And so, and that was it. So we sang back in the day because I'm older. <laughs> en Vogue. Have you heard of En Vogue? The uh, girl I'm gonna, group. I'm going to need you to <laughs> sing it for me now. Come on, just sing a little. We're, we're like in the recording studio. Um, oh, I know. That's right. Um, and I wonder who's loving you. That song, you know. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. My, like, eyes are teary. I like, got goosebumps. I just didn't properly warm up. <laughs> but, okay. So, anyways, <laughs> we, sang, <laughs> we sang En Vogue songs. And so the cool. album, wow. the album back in the day was Funky Divas. And we're like, oh, we're not Funky Divas. We're Panay Divas. Ah. So, we started singing as Panay Divas. And then we just, and that one gig led to another. That led to another. We got a surprisingly good response within the community and people just like, oh, Panay Divas, um, to the point where we got recognized by a major or like a local radio or record label wow. and then just started 
recording, and then we start doing gigs around the country, and so got fun. to hear our song on the radio, <gasps> and we went to the Philippines, we went to Hawaii, New York, Chicago, San wow. Diego, Washington, like all over, all while we were like kind of working. Yeah. Um, so they're, whoa, they're like my sisters. Like we spent our twenties like together. Yeah. So touring. it was fun, and then even to this day, so. I think it's because people get nostalgic about, you know, like back in the day, yeah. back when we, you know, the good the good days. Yeah. And like 90s pop R&B oh, girl yeah. groups yeah. from the Bay Area. And so there was this kind of resurgence. <laughs> so oh. we had – and then this is cool. After I moved to Indy, you know, we were still like occasionally asked to sing for these random things. Like I – would periodically go back and they would fly me out for like a random gig. I know. Like so we actually so sang another like we, we had a reunion gig in 22. Wow. In April. So then again, then we think maybe like a year ago created a Panay Instagram account that just, you know, because people are like, oh, what happened to Benai and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like all the younger people are getting into the nostalgia, whatever. Yeah. Which, you know, I guess that that happens. Mm-hmm. Very flattering. And again, like super, super fun to see back in the day, this is what I did. Yeah. It's so not a part of my life. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? Like right. today, I'm I'm just a mom that runs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Back in the day, I used to sing, but like, and nobody knew. Like, yeah. it's not. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So yeah, I'll be singing <laughs> in California during the the Carmel wow. half. So I won't be. I was gonna sign up for the half. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I don't think I've registered yet, but I'll probably sign up. Now, have you ever sang the national anthem at a race? Because you should. I. Uh, you know what I was. Is that on I your race bucket actually list? Thinking, I totally would. I know, like the Run Three One Seven. I'll reach out. You should. <laughs> or anybody who's listening that's part of a race organization locally. Like, well, it's funny because you know we used to do national anthems. Like we've sung for the San Francisco Giants and like the Oakland A's, and we cool. did a nine. That's did we do, wow. I don't know if we did the Niners. Ooh. But yeah. So yeah. it was fun like doing the national anthem for like the sports stuff. Yeah. But okay. Well, yeah, you've got to do one at a race. <laughs> well, did you run the the donut 5K? I did not. Because then one of like a guy from Indie Runners, he played the trumpet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. For that's... the national anthem, which is pretty cool. It's I nice think, seeing yeah. like Well, runners. it's nice to, to be able to tie in a runner to yeah. that part of the race. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I think at Geist. Last year, I don't know, somebody who was running the race sang the national anthem, which I thought was kind of, you know, like you just yeah. get up there, sing, and then go run. Well, and that's the coolest thing about runners, right, is yeah. that people have so many other skills. Just random like, skills. Independent of of running. Being, yeah. You know, yeah. like they yeah. have regular lives. Like right, jobs. A and runner who's a surgeon, a right. runner who's like yeah. Yeah. a rock star. Yeah. What do you do for work now? I you, don't you work. Don't? Oh, yeah, I mean, I've st- I know. Yeah, your boys are all grown. And- it is. I'm. Um, I'm trying to to find out what I want to be when I grow up. I'm still kind of. <laughs> yeah, well, amen to that. Well, and it's one of those things where you know I stop. I like you. I was you know I was in technology consulting okay. and I was in a corporate in the corporate world. Whatever I did. Like I did marketing, market research and all that in San Francisco during the dot-com boom mm, and all of that. Mm, fun. Worked hard. All, it yeah. was fun. It was great. Yeah. It was fulfilling. It wasn't my passion, but I was successful at it. Um, and then when we got married um, and had kids, you know, my husband was like, 
do you want to go back to work? Do you want to see? Mm. And it was a really tough decision. Yeah. Because I feel like, especially for moms, you know this, like you are judged. Yeah, for everything. Whatever decision you make. Yeah. Whether you breastfeed or bottle feed. Whether you, whatever decision you make, whether you go back to work, don't right. work part time. Yeah. You're criticized and judged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how you, what you feed your kids, mm-hmm. when to sleep, tra- like everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, like you learn to just not care. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it took some time mm-hmm. to be comfortable saying, yeah, I was originally going to go back to work, then decided after four months, no. Life got busy, had another kid, another kid. Yeah. And then we moved to Indy. And then with my husband's job, which was super crazy, he traveled a lot. So I was like a single parent. Yeah. Handling the three kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like getting yeah, back into work was not on my radar. Yeah. <laughs> and then now here I am. Yeah, well thank goodness you didn't have to. <gasps> yeah. During well, that. I mean that I know. That's the blessing, right? It's like It's the blessing. You, you know, you, I'm very well aware there are people who are single moms that have to work more than one job to make ends meet. And so right. it's nice to be able to have the time to dedicate and focus on your family. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's hard. It's not fulfilling. I it can't is... do It's the hardest job. I, th- I'm, I am not built well, and it's that. And it's, it's undervalued, I think. It is. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you do you. Like, if yeah. you need to go back to work, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's perfect yeah. for you. If you need to do part-time and it makes you feel better and mm-hmm. you're a better human being because you can have that balance. Yes. If you need to enlist the help of a village and you get your nanny, you get your house cleaners, you get yep. uh, somebody to help with a meal prep, that's awesome. Yeah. You figure it out <laughs> and you do you and that's great. Yeah. And yeah. just it's your life. Yeah. So yeah. it's all I- good. This just like it, it goes back to my mantra of no one cares. Nobody just, cares. I mean, you just start to think about it, and and I'm like, do I care about that? Like, do I care if Angelica's doing this? Like, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but it's like you know, people are busy thinking about themselves, and so you have to realize not everybody's looking at you. I know, and so yeah, you need to take it upon yourself to do what you love because. Because nobody cares. So nobody cares. Do what you love. Yeah, and it's easy because it's easy to feel judged, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Oh yeah. Well, and it's like the labels, right? Mm-hmm. I am just a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> well, yeah. When people ask me what I do now, I, I what cringe. Do you do? I hate it. Yeah. Or like, what do you do? Ugh. Oh, because it doesn't define. It doesn't. Who I am. Well, now it kind of does. <laughs> well, and sometimes I'll just jokingly say I'm a chauffeur because I fucking am a chauffeur. Because <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. I do enough. I, yeah, I do a lot of things. I do a lot of things. It's fine. <laughs> I don't get paid. It's okay. Yeah. I actually, I'm I'm a runner. I just happen to not get paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, how do I figure that out? If only. Yeah. I focus on health and longevity. I just don't get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> but I feel, lu- I feel lucky. Mm-hmm. I feel lucky that I am able, I have been able the past 19 years to focus on what I want to focus on. So uh, I yeah. have always been a lifelong learner with anything. Um, if I want to learn about something, like, for example, 
you know, when we got married and we were trying to have kids, I learned all about fertility and like what to do to get pregnant because, yeah. you know, I was wow. early 30s and all that stuff. Same case with like how to parent. Okay, I'm going to dive deep. I'm going to listen. I'm going to read all the books. I'm going to yeah. talk to all the people. But with every facet of my life, I'm going to go deep. I'm going to gather the information and knowledge and synthesize and learn from people. I'm a mm. good observer. I, I'm a good li- – I hope. I'm a good listener. <laughs> I don't know if my husband will say that. I'm a, I try to be I a good listen. listener. Yeah, yeah. Always um, But just – you know, learn from the experts, learn from the people. Mm. That's why I love listening to podcasts because I can yeah. learn from people's stories about X, Y, and Z, whether it be parenting, whether it be about motherhood, whether it be about life, mm-hmm. about stuff. And yes. so I feel lucky that I have the time, effort, attention, and energy to devote to the stuff that I find important, Yes, which for me is family and health. Yeah, yeah. I feel good. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so great. Okay. I want – ah, there's so many other things I want to talk about because um, we talked about – I know. Yeah. We, like, glossed over Berlin and Chicago a little bit. I also want to talk – let's talk about CrossFit because oh, that's – I love it. Because you love CrossFit. <laughs> I have CrossFit. You should do it. I have before. So I don't remember the years what this would have been. But it was when I lived in Broad Ripple. Um, oh, the Broad Ripple Fit? Yep. Broad Ripple Fit Club. I have good friends that go there. Oh, we – just absolutely loved it there. It's a and community. then when we moved up to Carmel, we when my husband like tried a couple gyms, like I went to a couple, like it was more like he really liked it. I really did like it too. Yeah. But it wasn't as much of my jam as it was his, and so it was something we did together, which I really enjoyed that That's part of important. It. Yeah. It's hard. Um my husband does Orange Theory Fitness, okay, which is yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I did Orange Theory Fitness, which yeah. is good. It's a perfect way of like getting in and like doing something different. Yeah, I love CrossFit because I suck at it. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard and difficult. Plus, I'm not strong. Mm. Like it's so challenging to push yourself and to learn different movements but I feel like I like it because my brain is active and I'm like trying to perfect my deadlift or do something different and I just love the way it makes me feel and Mm. a lot of CrossFit is also kind of the community it could be very cultish like running right yeah (laughs) which you know it's it's a thing but you take what you want from it I know there are some people who are super hardcore yes but those types will be anywhere like they'll yeah like the runners who are like <laughs> so, yeah, literally fixated about yeah, yeah. qualifying for Boston, yeah, which yeah. I will never do. But And I, I'm totally fine with Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's not my jam. But, you know, the people who are like into the CrossFit games and like yeah. mastering everything, you'll get that. But what I love about my gym, Casey, it's American Fitness Company. Okay. CrossFit. It's it's on um, 106. It's, by, it's in Zinesville. Okay. And it is great because the owners, Casey and Serena, are just so good at meeting where everybody is. Yeah. And so you will get, like, the old guys who are in their 60s. Mm-hmm. You will get, like, former D1 athletes. You will get some young people, old people, moms who are trying to get stronger. Mm-hmm. And they will meet you wherever you are. And they will modify it and you could scale it. Yeah. 
I what I love about them is that they know I'm a runner and they're so supportive. And so I'll look at the workout. I'm like, I don't want to do the run. He's like, okay, you could do bike or this. row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, good. That's you nice. know, so like, it's modifiable, which is great. I don't know if other uh, CrossFit gyms would do that. I'm sure that they would, but because I have a good relationship with Casey, and he understands like my mission to just to be healthy in general mm-hmm. and to incorporate strength training as a way to help me get better as a runner. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And pl- it's just so hard. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and I, in a humbling too as a runner, mm-hmm. because I was talking about this last week, I did a strength workout for the first time in a while <laughs> because I, you know, Pretty I sore. took some time off and I was sore oh, I for days. I know. It's and I couldn't believe it because it didn't feel that hard actually while I was doing it. And I was like, oh, this will be fine. And then I was so sore. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I wanted to say about CrossFit was that I feel like there's a misconception that, that about the cultish nature because yeah. I was intimidated by it at first. It could but I think it's really important to note you shouldn't be intimidated. There are – I remember, yeah, at Broderpool Fit Club, there were these older people that would come. Yes. And there were just all shapes and sizes of people. Yes. And, and people were so nice yes. and kind and friendly and that was something that was unexpected. I kind of expected everyone to be like doing their own thing and like these big muscle guys that are super serious. And right. Yeah. While those guys are there, they're also really nice and, you know. And super supportive. And supportive, which I I really did enjoy that piece of it. I think for me now with ha- being having a coach and kind of being more part of a team, I really enjoy that. But I am very self-motivated. So I don't need to go to a gym in order to do something, which my husband does. He does F45 now. Oh, yeah, so, I tried he, that. He likes to like – he needs to get out of the house, be around people. And for me, I can just – I'll get it done. I don't need – That's so awesome. Which is nice. I but, love those types of people because you don't – you have the you have the motivation to get it done. Whereas for me, I think that's why I need Tracy – I just want somebody to tell me what to do. Well, and that's why it's so great. And she knows. And she knows, like, if I'm overdoing it, she modifies Mm -hmm. and adapts. Same case with CrossFit. Like, I just want somebody to give me a workout and I'll do the best. I love following the, Mm -hmm. the, you know, instructions. And, but yeah, it, it takes a different level to just do it on your own. Of course, you you know, you've had to do it on your own if you're, you know, during COVID and Mm -hmm. you're motivated to, you know, do home workouts and whatnot, which I think is great. But to have the ability to have a gym that is supportive of your goals. Yeah. It is true. Like, like even running groups, it could be intimidating Mm -hmm. if you're just an introverted runner and you don't want to run in a group, it's so big and you don't want Or if to, you think you're too slow, If right? you think you're too slow. And I think yeah. that is – it's hard because I get it because I am like an average run, Like I, I'm not going to be at the front, you know. Yeah. Um, and it does get intimidating, mm-hmm. I think, for those new runners, especially like um, – if you're starting and you're doing like a walk run and then you right. feel like you're too slow yeah. and, yeah. you know, and I, I don't know. I feel like there are pockets of gyms and pockets of running clubs and communities that, that they are supportive. Mm-hmm. You just have to kind of take that step and just. You got to put yourself out there. And you that's have to the put yourself part. out there yeah. and, and, and just get rid of those assumptions that it's mm-hmm. going to be like that because it is. I was nervous. I think for the longest time I wanted to try CrossFit. I feel like over the past, I don't know, decade or so, I, I'm i like a fitness slut in terms of <laughs> – <laughs> Like you try it, yeah. <laughs> I'm noncommittal. Like I've tried it all. I've yeah. tried bar to boot camp mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Pilates to 
everything, yeah. like everything, non-committal. Although I will say I'm, I'm married to running. <laughs> like running is my yeah. my love. Um, and then CrossFit, I think, has been my longest because I think I'm going on like four years yeah, now. Wow. Um, whereas like – and yoga. I love yoga. Yoga is really good too. So I do yoga at the hot room. Oh, great. So yeah. it's – and again, like I don't do it a lot, maybe once a week. But okay. it's like a good that's, compliment. That's I know. a lot, kind of. And I, <laughs> I mean – I know. Yeah. Well, and you know like with runners, it's like you focus on running – I just don't want to have, you don't want to yeah. have time to stretch and do all the yeah. dumb stuff, mm-hmm. but you yeah. kind of have to do the dumb stuff yeah. when you get older. You have to do the dumb fo- foam rolling and yep. like, the dynamic stretching and all the stupid, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a waste of time. Right, but, all the stuff runners hate doing. Yeah. But it's important. Mm-hmm. But yoga, I found it helps, you know, just little, like I feel a little bit more flexible yeah like instead of like a tin man <laughs> yeah lord knows i could use more more yoga in my life but yeah it's so I, hard to fit it's so hard to fit it all in like, it, it's true it's like something's got to give yeah i mean just, so you gotta yeah whatever prioritize. season you're in and what you can do is you know but I, i'm a big peloton girl so i've got oh, that's access awesome. to all of their content and so that's the strength stuff i do oh that's so good they have yoga i've done yeah. I did some of that when i was pregnant yeah um i could do more of it they've got like bite-sized ones too it's just a matter of like yeah making yourself do it i when I first started working with Rachel, one of the great things was that she customized Peloton. So she would she <gasps> would recommend so cool. she'd be like, okay, like um, tomorrow I'm doing um, a 45 minute low impact ride, right? Which is like an eat, you know. Yeah. And so the fact that she'll just tell me here, do a hit and hills class or do a tread workout, or I like I really like that because it's helped me and do strength, which is like I need somebody to make yeah. me do that because I don't I just I, know. I don't know I'd rather run but I, know. I know that I need to I think if you and it's funny like I try and do that too I think you have to make it a habit but even the smallest things like glue bridges just mm-hmm, do or mm-hmm. or walking lunges yeah but it's so good for runners right mm-hmm. even if you can spend like five or ten minutes yeah, I know. It's it's, I know, much. I know, yeah. I know. But it's, it's like, like abs. I had every intention of doing that before oh, Mexico. Oh, I'm going to do like abs planks. like five minutes a day till, till I go. Yeah. No, I was like, I don't, uh, I don't care that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One day. <laughs> you know, it's like, man. I know. Man. I know. I haven't done. I yeah. don't do planks. It's, yeah, it's like whatever. Um, okay. I also wanted to ask you about, you mentioned a, a, a pirate cat somewhere. Where did I oh, mention that? Oh, pirate cat. Or maybe it was cat. in your feature. You were featured on the Indie Runners blog, blog, and so that link is in your profile if anyone that wants to check that correct. out. That's where I saw it, yes. was the pirate cat, and I had no clue what that meant. And that's a Monon trail yes. reference, which is a trail here. Okay, okay. so yeah. this is back in 20... So I got back into running, hardcore running, 2017, 2018, 2019, when I you know did the U.S. Air Force Marathon and also running um, you know the half marathon, the Indie Mini with my, with mm-hmm, my boys, mm-hmm. right? So I was on the Monon a lot, and... Almost every – oh, and then I would go to the 96th Street um, station. Yep, yep. Because the parking lot, the bathrooms, which I love living in Carmel, Indiana. <sighs> yeah, this bubble is We could is keep talking amazing. about the bubble. Yeah, yeah. And I know people make fun of people yeah, living in Carmel. That's fine. They make fun of us. Yeah, like our I love are, roundabouts. I know. <laughs> it's the best. Mm-hmm. So anyways, the Monarch <laughs> Great. (laughs) Carmel, Indiana. Um, The Monon is so great. Mm -hmm. Um, The bathrooms and all that and the trail. I would always go to the 96th Street stop. Every single run, I would see this random cat. Um, 
And I'm like, I'm not a cat person. I Neither. don't really love Sorry cats. They're okay. Like Sorry. I'm I a don't. dog person. Anyways, um, I'd see this random cat, just this feral cat, like, does not give a flying fuck about anybody. Just, like, walking around. People that's are cats. feeding yeah, him. That's yeah. oh. He's just, like, owning it. Like, this is his territory, his okay. turf. Yeah. And he would be, like, on the Monon. He would be in the parking lot. He would be in cars. I went and, of course, you know, this is – I didn't have my Instagram account back in the day. And I don't really post stuff on Facebook or whatever about running, like yeah. rarely. But um, I think I took – I was like, I need to take a picture of this cat. I keep seeing this cat, like not even afraid. And then had this tag that said pirate cat or tag me. I'm the pirate cat. So then, of course, I did – It had a ne- – Yes. Like a, co- a necklace, a collar. Uh, it was a collar <laughs> that said at pirate cat, the pirate cat. I think it's on Facebook. He's I wonder if that still – Does it still exist? Okay. So this is a really tragic story about oh, the, pa- the no. pirate cat. R.I.P. Yes. That's <laughs> not what I expected. Okay. Okay. So, like, I would always take pictures of the pirate cat, and people would feed the pirate cat, and he had this large following on Facebook. And one day – and then I stopped running, but I, I would follow him on Facebook, and then the pirate cat was missing for so long – for, like, mm. I, I'm like, I haven't seen the pirate cat in forever. And then, like, someone stole him. And oh. someone took him, and then they found him. It was like the tragic oh. story. He was sick or something, and then he passed. Oh. I know. And the owners live kind of close. Oh, so he did have owners. He did have owners. And there was there's a story behind. I need to recall it, but this, the owners were like, he's a very unique cat. He goes wherever he wants. He always comes back home, and he's just no, like, Whoa. he was like a special cat, so much so that people knew about the pirate yeah. cat. Um, <laughs> Why'd they call him the pirate? I don't really know. I like, pictured him being dressed as a pirate. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I patch like a. There's actually, if you run the Monon and you park on the 96, there's like an office park. Okay. And there's a parking lot just yeah, west yeah. of it. Yeah. There's a statue of the pirate cat. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And like this a is long something tribute. I had no idea. And then after he, they found out that he died, there's like. People like putting flowers oh, and Jesus pirate Christ. stuff. Okay. Yeah. So well, that's there's interesting. Pirate cat. Yeah. Pirate cat. So I remember those days because I would always see the pirate cat, but I haven't. I mean, that was like I think he, I think that was around COVID or maybe before. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> that's so wild. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna ask you the end of the podcast questions. Okay. I don't want it to end really. I know. But, oh, I, actually, you know what? Before mm-hmm. I want to ask you about one more thing. Yes. And there's no rush here we can we can talk about. It. But I want to talk yeah. to you about the Marine Corps Marathon because oh. that's one of the marathons that I've run. You need to do it. I have. No, I have I done it. Oh, you have yeah. done it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what year, but I did ran with my dad. And oh. It was so great. Um, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law, and my uh, nephew's nephew and nieces live out there. And so it was so much fun. Um, loved it. But the year you did it, it sounded, sounds pretty it's gnarly. Of rain. And what made so, you choose Marine Corps? So again, like Rocky is comes from a military family, yeah. and I had this notion. I'm like, oh, what if I look for races that have a military theme? Because it it was so cool to do the U.S. Air Force Marathon in 2018, and I had gotten back into marathons. And you know, the Marine Corps was the people's marathon. Yeah. So you just go by lottery. You don't have to be fast. It's for every. It's not elites, right? Mm-hmm. And it was. 
yeah, it was in 2019 when, you know, I, I signed up. I got the early thing. I got in. So I was super excited to do it. This was um, during a time like in the fall where it gets super busy with work for my husband and the kids. Right. Yeah. And originally they were going to try to come. His oh, family is you. from D.C. Oh, which okay. Is cool. So my uh, two sisters-in-law and bro- brother-in-law were there to okay. see me finish. Um, but it was – I trained for it. I didn't have a coach. I was doing back then the – have you heard of the Hanson's Marathon Method? Uh-uh. Where it's like – it's mostly for slow runners where – um, you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket and do like one long run. Mm. Um, you kind of max out on the health, the the running benefits if your runs are over three hours and you're recovering. So yeah. like they focus more on volume of miles running consistently throughout the week, like okay. five to six days a okay. week, okay. easy volume. And like your longest run is actually 16 miles. Wow. However, the day before, you're running a tempo 10. So it's like you're running on tired legs, and it's that cumulative fatigue is kind of the premise of that type. And it worked out for me for um, the U.S. Air Force because, like, I got a 10-minute – or I got, like, a 7-minute PR from my first to the second. And then for this one, that point – that was my slowest. It was like a – oh, gosh – because my PR is like a 420 at yeah. Carmel, 2021. Okay. That at that point was my slowest. It was like a 442, and it was. I was trained for it. It was perfect. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you realize with marathons, like you could have the perfect stellar training oh, experience, yeah. not get injured, not get sick. Yep. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it doesn't work out on yeah. race day. And yeah. The shit hits the fan, and you're like, you're yeah. screwed. Um, or you could have like half-ass training. Life happens, and you kind of put together a half-ass, and then the stars align, and it's a magical race, and you crush it. Yeah, I think that's what I love about the marathon race is that you really don't know, yeah, and you have to be open, and you have that's to. True. It's so hard because I understand like. People get so fixated on, you know, goal time, finish time, a PR, Mm -hmm. splits. And they're so – like, I was like that with getting that sub, too. I get it. Yeah. Because you're driven to, like, I need – Yeah. I just want to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The Marine Corps was difficult because I saw – so that week before – I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't eating well. Mm. I was nervous about traveling by myself. Yeah. My family wasn't going to be there. Um, so even though I had solid training and I was hitting everything, it just wasn't in the cards. Yeah. And mentally, I just didn't have – plus the rain. I am a wimp. <laughs> I yeah. Like, I'll run on the treadmill. I'm like, I don't want to run in the cold rain. Yeah. And I was just trying – I just couldn't get over that. I just couldn't. I was like, don't. I, are you kidding me? Like, it's raining. Like, it, yeah. it was a difficult obstacle that I just couldn't resolve. Yeah. And Man. that affected me to the point where I ran. Like, I need to look at my splits again. But I just slowly. And, okay, this is really ambitious of me. I was like, I'm going to go with, like, I don't know, an obscenely fast pace group. I think it was, like, 410. Yeah. I, it was so <laughs> dumb. Like, well, you know, we all do it at some point. <laughs> Ridiculous. 
And I just, I, I think I stayed with him for like the first two miles. And yeah, then like, and like, I just kept seeing like the pace go, slip, slip, yeah. slip. And just that mental anguish mm. of feeling like, I feel like I'm running an 8.30 pace. I'm looking at my watch. It says 12. It says 11. Yeah. And you're just like, just that mental anguish and just every mile. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a race like that where it's just heart crushing Mm. to the point where you're, I was in tears, like, sobbing those middle miles and it was almost like a blur yeah like what the fuck am i doing why why like everybody says it like why am (laughs) i'm an idiot yeah i paid to do this yeah i paid to do like i felt like that in berlin i'm like this sucks this is the worst (laughs) thing ever (laughs) yeah and then you finish and you're like okay i did Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> but it but it's one of those things where like and in Berlin, like I, I also felt like that for certain miles where I was down. Yeah. And then you figure out how to get back. It's up. a roll it is a roller. It is a roller coaster. coaster. And it's I think that's why you you go back and you're like, I gotta do it again. Yeah. Okay. Although I do feel like Chicago was magical. And mm. so I was like, if I retire my marathon career on Chicago, <laughs> I'm solid. Yeah. Like, it was like just effortless mm. to be able to say 26.2 miles. Of course, I put in effort. Of course, I was focused. Yeah. But when I was looking, I'm like, I'm on mile 21. Oh, that's a good feeling. You yeah. know, versus I remembered Berlin two weeks prior. Like, I was looking, it's like, oh, I only went 0.2 miles. <laughs> I felt like I ran two. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and just like, hurry up, hurry up, yeah, you know, like that. Yeah. So um, I don't know where I'm going with this. But Marine Corps was definitely, I, I think, a pinnacle moment in running a race where I honestly just like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't. Mm. Um I felt like that also in the Carmel Half Marathon. I think it was 22, where I was like, I was almost tempted to call my husband. I'm like, pick me up. I'm crying. Like, I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, But it's those races that you remember. Right. It's those races that I feel like you have to experience, like how gritty Mm. and hardcore, like, you don't realize. Like, you would never want to be in that position, but you are. Yeah. And you have to, like, you have to get out Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. And then when you do, you're like, holy shit, I just did that. And I think that is the fuel that drives you. See, because after I did Marine Corps, that was October 29 or 2019. Yeah. COVID happened, then no races. Then I ran Carmel in 21 and I got a 420. So I shaved like 20 minutes, yeah. you know, in yeah. between the two. So it's that that sensation of like applying, you know, your experience and then being in the moment for the next race yes. and then being like, I'm crushing it. I'm doing it. And like just being mentally there. I felt like for Carmel, I was mentally there mm-hmm. and I was getting faster in those last miles yeah. because it was a local race i loved it it was yeah. the best it was the best and then it's almost like i kind of like knowing that my my marathon pr is carmel right in, like in your yeah in your backyard it's so cool yeah, yeah. so yeah i 
My I've had a bad race. It was bad. It, the time wasn't. I, I got my goal time for that race. It was New York, and it was my first full marathon post my second baby. Oh, and so it was kind of yeah. like, okay, I want to prove that I can still do this. And I wanted to get a 430. And I just – I barely made it. But <gasps> It's so hard. That course is so hard. It was oh so hard. God. I was very pleased with the outcome. Yeah. But I – I remember thinking it was like mile eight. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. I have no idea. I felt horrible. Ugh. I don't know why. It was like I think it was the fueling was yeah. tricky because you start so much later than you're used to it's because of worst. all the logistics. And I, I just felt sick and I just didn't feel like I had energy and I, I just couldn't believe that's how I felt at that point in the race. Yeah. But then yeah, just I just kept pushing through and then it was gone. <sighs> and it was kind of like okay, well. Yeah. So, you know, and that goes back to my other favorite mantra, which is run the mile you're in, because all the miles end up being different, too. So it's like and if you can just take it bite size, like feeling like you can run a mile 26 times feels a lot more doable than I have 20 miles left. Kind of like, you know, it's all about, you know, mindset. I love that. And I feel like I applied that in Berlin because there were those dark miles where I'm like, oh, this this sucks. And it reminded me of how Marine Corps, I was not able to mentally Mm. push. And I just kept seeing like the positive splits and that anguish. For Berlin, looking at my splits, I had a couple, but I was able to rally back for mile 22 and Mm -hmm. remember something that Tracy told me in the race plan. And then channel that in and I think that is so important for runners is to like playing golf yeah you play golf I was thinking about golf because (laughs) that's how you keep coming back is you have you might have the shittiest game but like you had a few great but you had a few great strokes or holes and it like keeps you coming back yeah I feel like it's similar well and it's one of those things where it's like if you have a horrible hole and like just stop it's done you're on to the next on to the next on to the next run on to the next mile on to the next split so it doesn't matter so just focus yeah Um, a family friend of ours this is sad he has Alzheimer's uh Uh, he's fairly young however he still golfs and he plays the best golf he's played in his life because he won't remember what happened on the last one that is perfect it's I mean it's like if only we could just do that Mm -hmm. Um, obviously nobody would I know. But it's like, oh, you know, that makes sense because you don't think about it. Right. Well, and being present in the moment, being Mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. And and I think that is the case with endurance athletes is really focusing on the current mile you're in. As hard as it is, like, can you make it to the next 10? Yeah. You know, and when it does get hard, I will look at something, you know, just in front and just laser focus and Mm. just focus Mm -hmm. on the next Mm -hmm. 10 steps because that's how hard it feels. So, but it is, it is that exercise and practice. Mm -hmm. It is a practice, you know, because you just have to keep, stay, stay, stay. Don't Mm -hmm. think about how shitty that last mile was. It's over. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. So hard, though. Yeah. And if I sneeze right now, Angelica, I'm going to pee my pants. So (laughs) I know what that's like. I'm like, or jump mm, rope. mm, uh, That would not be great. Uh, (laughs) So I'm going to ask you the end of the podcast questions. Oh, yeah. So favorite running mantra or song or both? I love music, as you know. So I have like a thousand running playlists. So I probably won't go whatever. I, I know so many songs that I love. But my mantra has always been, it's not really a mantra that I say, but for me, running is a process and a journey. Mm. So, and I wrote this in the blog, but I firmly believe in that. Like, it's not about the goal, the finish line, the the PR, 
it's it's about the whole process for me because you know yeah it's great to celebrate those little accomplishments because it 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 defines you as a runner I'm like mm-hmm. yeah I ran three world major marathons. I loved it. I loved the experience. I got a PR, you know, after this many of years uh, for a sub two. I, you know, I ran this marathon at blah, blah, blah. I ran negative splits. Those Mm. statistics matter. Of course they do because it makes you feel great. But I come to find comfort in the whole process, the daily monotony, the Mm. grind, the Mm -hmm. boring, consistent work that you do day in day out is what matters and you can find fulfillment in a boring easy four mile run and every run you can find something in it that you can learn from whether it be like a hard tempo run or a race Mm -hmm. or a run with a friend Mm -hmm. running by feel running with no agenda running flushing through important thoughts that has been stressing you running listening to a podcast mm-hmm. you could take something from a run and you will never you will never regret a run you'll never that's never wasted time right. and so it's the whole journey behind behind it mm-hmm. i love the milestones because you can the milestones and the goals is what i need so that i can continue on with my journey it's good to have a vision it's good to have something to look forward to mm-hmm. that's why i feel kind of unsettled because I don't have anything yet for 2024. Great. That was going to that's the next question. Like what's the next finish line and milestone? Ragnar September. I don't maybe. Well, hopefully you do something before September. I still don't know. And I think that's why like I need I feel like I need something to look forward to. And I still don't know. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm open. I, Mm. I feel good with this openness because I know in previous years I just want to fill my schedule with like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do all the run three one seven series. I'm gonna do mini. I'm gonna. Yeah. What's my next uh, major marathon? What's it? You know. And I've had different goals. And then I've also shifted my goals. Right. Like originally I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'll try and get all six. Like. Right. And then you're like, no, I I didn't get into Tokyo. I didn't get into London. I'm like. They yeah. don't want me. I'm not going to apply again. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to. Uh, I don't you. care about yeah, Boston. Right. Like, I don't. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. There's so many other races. So there I are. Ha- I'm yeah. open. If anybody has any recommendations, I would love to go. Although I do need to okay the budget with the husband. Right. I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> so expensive. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I might be more local Man, this you year. should come to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas. I saw that. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to do that. This is going to be a fun month for me. Cancun, oh, Mexico, busy. Vegas. I know. I am feeling lucky this month. So. That's so good. Yeah. And it's good because it's like early in the year. Yes. Yeah. You know, whereas like when you're looking forward or you're training for a fall race, mm-hmm. it's like it's you so put, far away. It feels. It is. And it's like you put all your eggs in one basket type of deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. versus having like a journey where you're like, okay, yeah, Indie Mini or like, you yes. know. Yeah. A small race here, you know, and then the big ones. Mm-hmm. I felt like my 2023 was good just in terms of what I was able to do. I felt like personally, life-wise, I was going through a lot. And so it made sense for me to just focus on Berlin and Chicago and then just kind of do like little things here and yeah. there and just take just take a little you know, not break, but just mm-hmm. d- not be as hardcore. Yes, <laughs> yeah, about yeah. No, races everyone... and stuff. And races, I love races. It's fun because you get to meet so many different people and the yep. whole experience. But you know, you have to balance life. Yes. So yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know, Allie, what my well, next. Well, I'm excited to see what's next for you. <laughs> Maybe There's Ragnar. Yeah, that'll be fun. Wait, is it in Michigan? Yeah, okay. Traverse City. Okay. Beautiful up well, there. I'm so yeah. excited. So, yeah, I'll get you more info. And yeah. so if you join, we'll have, so we have three spots left. So okay. I'm trying to, we're trying to get those spots filled so that we can have like a little Facebook group, get to know each other because, you know, it's kind of a random group of people, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. So, yeah. But <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. Oh, this is so much Why fun. Not? We so finally fun. got to like sit and talk. <laughs> this is the best. I love this. This is great. This is a uh, nice setup. So thank you. And thanks for everybody who listened. And happy running. <laughs> can you sing it? Be like, happy running. <laughs> oh, see, you did that all harmonized and everything. <laughs> Happy running. running. <laughs> you like and sing. I am, yeah, whatever. Yay. <laughs>